are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. James, the first interview. Hey, I'm excited for this. How many of you guys have, have listened to the, the podcast or been on the podcast? Raise your hand. Okay, good. Do you feel better or worse after going on? Better. Okay, this is a good, good statement. Shopping your mind. So I thought a lot about um, what I know you've done, because I only want people teaching up here that have actually done stuff. I want them to say, here's how we did it, and here's the proof. Um, you've bought companies. You yes. put the LOI up on the screen at the last event. I think a lot of people in a distressed situation, they may have competitors that are maybe in trouble. They might be looking to buy events. So before we get into that, I just want to establish benchmarks and then jump into M&A strategy for Cognizant and how you're thinking about product roadmap. Before we do that, what's MRR today? Uh, 52. Uh, uh, 52 million a month. Give this guy a round of applause. No, no, no. So AAR is 52 million. Uh, 50 million. Okay, that's up. That's even up from back in September. So yeah. what's driven the growth? How much? That's what five million more in ARR. We went um, from uh, 2021. We went from 11 to 22. Last year, 22 is 44, and this this year. We'll end this month at um, 52. Wow. So what's driven the growth? Are you buying? Is it organic? How are you doing it? It's uh, um, organic now. I mean, we bought a company called Casper, which was a PLG, um, like a focused business um, last year. Um, so that, when we looked at it, was 1.5 million AR, And now it's um, uh, like around about 5 million AR. And so, talk about how you got that deal done. So how did you find the deal and what did you pay for it? So my, we found the deal because my sales team came to me and said, we've got this new competitor. Um, <laughs> and they're coming up more and more. Um, and then what I did is I reached out to the um, CTO and the CEO to actually see, you know, to, to engage with them. Um, and because they were in France, um, we wanted, we didn't have a great French data set. So we wanted to um, like improve our French data set. And also they were, they had a different model to us. So they were more like, we're more positioned against ZoomInfo. They were more positioned against Lucia. They were, they were more a PLG motion. So I wanted to get a PLG motion for, you know, because we weren't very skilled at that. And our IT team wasn't. So I wanted to, for us to get the skill set for that. How many of you guys would you consider yourselves bottoms up? PLG, low ARPU, high volume. Raise your hand. Jumag, come on, Ruben. You're high. Anyone else? If you're under $100 ARPU and you're sending more than 100 clients a month, you're, you're PLG. Anyone? Okay. Okay, so most other people, so top down then. Raise your hand if your average ACV is higher than ten grand a year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so most people are like what you are and not like what you went and acquired. So yes. you acquired the bottom-up motion. So walk me through how you used your top-down genes that you were good at to grow the PLG business to from 1.5 to 5 million in AR over the past, I guess it would have been 18 months. I think it's just giving them the resources that they needed to grow, grow more. Um, so... Um, using our marketing engine, we've got, we have a really great marketing engine, uh, Alistair Corsi, who's a, you know, she, so that skill set, bringing that skill set to them so they got better at marketing. Um, I think um, right now that we kept the businesses separately, so we've got the PLG business under a separate brand, we haven't brought it in under the same brand. So we, and we're really going after different countries and territories with it. So right now we're keeping the businesses separate and we're keeping the motion separate. And all I'm doing is giving them more resources so they can do PLG better and more on scale. Yep. So, so um, I mean, I think that's the difference. I mean, there's, 
the, the IT teams are different. The IT teams are in Tunisia, where we're paying like. Um, I don't know where that, James. I have no idea where that is. <laughs> so in North Africa. So oh, where's the Tunisia? Tunisia. Ah, oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. Sorry, I, I dropped out. I missed <laughs> the geography part of school. Okay, cool. So, so different geos. Uh, yeah, different skill sets. So like when we do revenue operation, like we do a monthly RevOps meeting where we look at how the revenue is. That's a very different meeting for a PLG company than it is for a, a sales-led growth. So what multiple did you pay? 1.5 million ARR, you paid what? Um, when we actually ended up acquiring them, they were about uh, 2.2. So we paid 20 at the time. Um, but, 20 million all cash up yeah, front. Yeah, no. Um, and the cash is released in stages when they hit certain targets. So over a long period of time. So so the, the, that's working out really, really well. They're highly motivated. We've given them a little bit of equity as well. But um, actually having those kind of revenue goals to hit has, has created incredible focus. And also meant we haven't really paid out a lot of cash initially. So we're paying out cash as they hit targets. What percent of the 20 million was up front? Um, around about, I think, I'd say around about 20% of it. Was okay, so, okay, so a smaller chunk. Um, yeah. A lot of people in here may have been approached by bigger companies that say, we want to buy you, we'd like to buy you for $10 million, but we're going to do something amount of earnout. And the second they hear, you've got to hit these revenue milestones to earn their earnout, they go, I'm never going to see this money because you control the business. Aren't you a little disincentivized to see Casper? I'm being, I'm wearing the devil's yeah. hat here. Aren't you disincentivized to see it grow because you don't want to pay the extra 80% of the sale price? I want the growth. So, no, no, I, I, not at all. I want them to succeed. And so, and it's also just, you, you want to work with motivated, um, if you acquire a company, you want to work with a motivated team. You don't want to work with a demotivated team. Yep. So, I mean, there's every incentive to be engaged with them and, and every incentive to help them achieve those goals. I, I would, the faster they achieve their goals, the happier I am. Yeah. But guys, this is pretty impressive. I mean, you effectively negotiate if a company's doing, you know, 2.2 at acquisition price and you pay 10%, 20% of 20 million is upfront cash, right? That's what it, uh, that's four million dollars. You basically paid your risk upfront in terms of cash outlay was it like a 1.9x, yeah, yeah, multiple, something little, like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, very very low risk. Now, some other folks, anyone else? In, Scott, have you bought any companies yet? You looking at it? Maybe thinking about it. Rajesh, is this built into your presentation tomorrow at all? How you bought Unboxed? Okay, that would be great. You paid all cash upfront, right? 90%. And that was a $100 million deal. So it was $90 million up front. Interesting story there. Anyone else bought companies thinking about it? Okay, let me, let me ask you a different question. Um, how are you now thinking over the next 12 months, how are you thinking about M&A in this sort of new world that we're in? Uh, right now, we're just finishing off a round. So we, we got another round closing next Friday. What's the amount? Um, it's $50 million. Is uh, that well, breaking news? Oh, it is, yeah. I guess. Round of applause. <laughs> Although he's, you know, we, hey, I, 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 stop that. How much dilution? How much? Like crazy amount? No, um, no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, um, we, we're doing, we're, we're doing that on a 425 pre. Okay. For, and, and you're raising 50. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. So, okay. A little more than 10%. 15 to, to 12. Okay. And do you have to do like an ESOP pool on top of the round as well? Another 5, 10% for employees? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. But, yeah. But we, we, we're pretty good at getting equity back to employees from investors. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, how much equity, if you want to go on the IPO track, how much equity would James personally like to own at IPO? What would you be happy with? I have a kind of target of over 10%. And are you on track to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, cool. Uh, that's, this is great. It was a lot of data in two seconds. That was pretty good. Thank you for sharing. That's okay. All right, so how... Okay, so let me ask you this then. Um, I imagine your ability to buy other companies when you're buying other companies and saying, I'm going to give you stock and Cognizant, you can now defend the valuation you want because you can say these investors just paid 450 pre. Yeah, we don't have... Yeah, we've never, we never had like a crazy valuation. I mean, some of our competitors were raising like 40 Xs. 
back in yeah, late 2021, we, we kind of kept our valuation reasonable. So I think you know the, the good thing as well is that our employees have seen growth in that equity, right? Yep. Versus now a lot of, um, you know, uh, I suppose employees of those companies have their equity deeply deep underwater. So, so we're in a good position in that we never really had an overvalued round. We didn't get those crazy valuations. What was your last round valuation? Um, it was slight. It was slightly below this round, so we got a slight up up round this, which I think is quite unusual. The the other companies I've invested in, I've seen like fifty percent cuts to the valuations yep. from from twenty twenty one. So we've got a, a slight increase, which is good. Um, but then I think right now this is kind of like the the low in terms of like historically, right? It's a little bit below market. So like every should see upside from here, and that should help me with like new hires. So for instance, we just we just got in. Um, the former kind of head of people from Datadogs joined us. So I'm able to get great hires now because we've got amazing growth. Yeah, great growth. We've got um, a really good equity pool refreshed and um, the people are getting that equity at a really good value. So it's going to help me with getting the next kind of like generation of talent in. Well, guys, if there's any bootstrapper that really wants to just get the article and whatever press you want and say you raise it a billion dollar valuation and you just need it to hire the talent executive, like I'll put a dollar, I'll put in however much you want over a 9,000 year period. It all hit in year 9,000. You'll never see it, but it'll be true. And I'll write the press release and we can get you the press so you can hire the talent without getting dilution. Right? I think that there would be a service for that. I think people would pay for that, honestly. Uh, but anyway, James, this is very exciting. So how do you go from a $50 million run rate today to a $100 million run rate in 2025? I, I think, it's, again, it's like invest, like last talk, investing in new people, making sure that we just... Um, no, come on. Like, okay, is there a big competitor doing $30 million, you know, bucks in revenue that you're going to use the $50 yeah, million oh, you just raised to go buy? I mean, um, I think my, we're mostly focused on organic growth right now. Like, we, we, we've, you know, we've been growing, like, over 100% per year. Uh, most of that is organic. Um, so... Right now, we're focused on organic growth. We want to be the best in, like international contact data provider in the world. We really, really focused on that. Not go multi-products. Be really good in our niche. Um, and I think just from that, and then and then getting our sales teams to, to be multi-threaded and sell to enterprise. Like that's our biggest challenge. It's like you know our, our sales teams were very good at um, selling to like commercial segment SMB mid-market and now we're starting to land these big seven-figure deals. And that's really about like getting those salespeople. What's the largest customer pay you today? Uh, like a million. So you have a, do you have a couple of a million plus per year? Uh, we have um, um, we've we've just landed our first million one. Well, that's in January. great. That, so, yeah, that's that's a round of applause for that. A million dollar customer. That's a big deal. Yeah, you can't hit a hundred million dollars in revenue without having a couple million dollar yeah. year clients. It's like a key thing you have to look at. You've got to have those. It's getting our sales team to learn that they can do that, and then it's getting them to to give them the tool set so they that, that they. They can kind of get into those enterprise accounts and they can multi-thread and get all this, which is more important than ever now. Like, it's harder than ever to kind of, you know, land those big deals, which is really about um, engaging all the right decision makers at the right time to get that deal over the line. I mean, and back in the day, I mean, I would shit myself if I looked at a customer and said, it's a million dollars a year. I couldn't say that with a straight face. I mean, with it, I'd be like, I would smile or something. I wouldn't get a deal done. Just the act of being able to ask a customer for a million bucks a year for the value of the platform as a stepping stone for any sales team. Yeah. So congrats on getting that. It's very exciting. Um, how much did Henry Shuck offer to buy Cognizant for? <laughs> he hasn't. He's busy. He's very quite busy <laughs> being a public company. Oh, okay, so Zoom <laughs> hasn't made an offer yet. Would you sell? Uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm quite... I'm, I, I'm really enjoying running this business. I'm really enjoying growing it. I love my exec team. I love, I love the whole company. Um, so I'm actually having a lot of fun. I, I don't... Right now, I want to take it to IPO. I'd love to, I'd love to become a unicorn. UK doesn't have too many of them. I think we've got about... 
last count was 42. I'm sure it's a lot less now. Um, so I'd like to, I'd like Cognizant to become a, a unicorn, and then and then I'd like to list it. I think like, that's the path I'm going on. So right how much now. revenue? I don't know what it's like in the UK. How much revenue do you have to have to have a good IPO in the UK? I, I, well, I, I, I think my investors are kind of like targeted 300 million AR, right, okay. for us to, to go to IPO. So the question is like, um, how much do we do that organic? How much do we do that inorganic? Um, but I think we've got a lot of optionality there in terms of um, you know different paths to go to go down. But right now we're focused on organic for the next couple of years. Get the company profitable. Um, and then once we're profitable, um, then you know, then look at our options to yeah. speed up to the IPO. Is Zong in here with QCC? Not yet. Okay, I'll introduce you to him. Okay, let's get. We have two minutes left. Let's look at one or two questions. Rajesh, you got a question for James? Curious about anything? Yell it out. Top two challenges going forward in the next twelve months. Uh, right now, it's hiring. Uh, we, we've got execs to fill in, so I'm looking for a new CFO, um, and then I've got another exec. So it's um, up, upgrading the exec. The exact where those execs are kind of not scaled, um, and then I think um, overall it's the economy, of course, right? So I'm sure everybody's seeing win rates kind of drop and deals getting harder to close. So um, for me, it's really um, upgrading the sales team so they get more multi-threaded and we can start to get more of those enterprise deals done. Because I think that that is where we need the, the the issue right now on win rates, particularly enterprise, is that there's more decision makers needed to close deals. So you need to get more, more, more multi-threaded. You need to teach your teams how to do that, and that is a skill set that isn't, you know, is is not in many books. You can just pick up and learn. So James Benson, you take us home here. You got a question for? You got a question for James? What are you curious about? Okay, Scott, contact. Any question? No, it was my sales team. Just to repeat the question, who? How did you find the acquisition offer? Did bankers bring it or somebody else? No, it was, it was our sales teams complaining about a competitor. So, and then knowing that we had a gap there in terms of an offering that we had. In our case, it was data, and then and then just going after that 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 you know uh, building building a relationship. Right at the end of the day, um, you know, the, it's about founder to founder typically, and you having a good vibe. That's one of the things I've really learned about acquisitions. You don't want to do a deal with a founder that you're not going to be friends with. You want don't want to have like a beer with. Um, that that's disastrous. Um, so. Guys, again, it grown from 11 million to 22 million to 40 million to now 52 million today. Did it through buying one of his competitors to get his PLG motion bottom up going, but he's really good, obviously, at top down as well. We have breaking news, not in the press yet. $50 million round at 450 pre closing as we speak, which is very exciting. And no email in his inbox from Henry Schock offering to buy the company. For a billion dollars, he wants to take it public himself in the UK once he hits 300 million bucks in revenue, become his own unicorn. James from Cognizant, give him a round of applause. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you.